0: You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. O come all ye faithful. What a cool invitation. What an awesome hymn to sing. Joyful and triumphant all who adore the King of kings and Lord of lords. Welcome to another episode, another edition of Doctrine and Duty. This is Brian Ray here with you once again. And uh, what a blessing as we are celebrating the Christmas season, uh, the advent, the coming, the first coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the incarnation, the enfleshment, Uh, as we celebrate um, the virgin conception and the virgin birth of Jesus, the Savior who was born to die, born to save his people from their sins. Jesus came to proclaim liberty and to set the captives free. Jesus came to die in our place and for our sins. Jesus came to rescue and to liberate those who were slaved to sin. Well, this evening, uh, we are, not this evening, but, well, you know what? Actually, let me just go ahead and be uh, forthright with you. Um, It is evening time uh, right now for me. So normally, uh, I do these podcasts in, uh, I don't know, two or three at a time or so. So this is an evening time for me but uh, you'll probably be listening to it in the morning. But I'm finishing up this one a little bit early uh, so I can uh, have some time, a little bit of a break for the holidays. So if you remember, uh, we've been trekking through some of the Advent um, Christmas stories, Advent Christmas theology, and we looked at Galatians, we looked at Matthew's Gospel, and we also looked at Luke's Gospel, Chapter (coughs) 1. If you remember, Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, has 80 verses in it. Whoa, right? So today, uh, we're going to look at Luke's Gospel, chapter number 2. And I do want to apologize. I've got a little bit of a tickle in my throat, and uh, I'm not going to be able to to stop recording and start recording again and so I apologize if that messes you up in any way. Trust me, I don't want to have this tickle in my throat, but um we'll try to we'll try to get through it. Um so Luke chapter 2, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. So why would there be a decree at this time? Well, because God is sovereign and God is a God of providence and God was going to get Joseph and Mary where they needed to be. So that um, the bread of life could be born um, in the area known as the place of bread, right? And so, um, house of bread, Bethlehem, uh, the house of bread, and Christ is the bread of life. So um, that's where Christ was to be born. It was prophesied from the, uh, the prophet uh, Micah, but uh, you O Bethlehem Ephratha are not least. Of these. And so it's a fulfillment of scriptural prophecy. It's the providence of God, the sovereign hand of God working out his perfect plan. Uh, we'll, we'll skip down to verse uh, four. Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Yes, Jerusalem is also called um, the house, uh, the, the home, or the place, or whatever, of David. Um, but, uh, Bethlehem was also the birthplace of David. So that's, that's pretty cool as well. Um, it says he was of the house and lineage of David to be measure, registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So last time, um, last week we talked, uh, I talked to you about, um, the betrothal and how, uh, that was like a done deal. <laughs> like the only way out of that was to write a certificate of divorce. So, um, uh I like the fact that Luke's gospel mentions uh, uh, some of the same things that Matthew's gospel mentioned as well, as far as the betrothal. It says that she was with child, so obviously that's a very important part of Christ being born. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So, That verse has garnered a lot of speculation, a lot of question, a lot of judgment, uh, a lot of opinions. Um, First off, swaddling clothes, swaddling cloths, strips of linen, um, uh, multiple reasons. One was to keep the baby warm. Two was to keep the baby safe. Three was pretty much to immobilize the child because they really felt that kids, once they were born, didn't need to move a lot the first few days after birth. So there were a lot of reasons um, that babies were pretty much mummified <laughs> after birth. And so this is uh, why he was swaddled in these cloths, laid him in a manger. Uh, that's key. Uh, the manger was a uh, almost like a stone type of um, feeding trough. So like this stone a uh, type of substance that would have had almost like part of a hole dug out of it, but still had a bottom to it. Um, and many, many would say that it was, uh, it was almost like a casket or whatever. Um, that, 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 that's really a, a picture of Christ's life and death there, if you would, if that is accurate, but probably was not uh, made of wood, probably made of stone. And it was an animal feeding trough Uh, So, humblest of beginnings. It says that uh, there was no place for them in the inn, so um, it could have been a cave stable. Um, Again, we're not sure about that. Uh, So this verse also has garnered a a lot of attention and speculation and opinion because of the inn. And the innkeeper has gotten a bad rap over the years. I know when I was a kid and we did a Christmas uh, cantata thing at church, we sang this song called No Room. Uh, only a manger of hay, no room uh, here in this world to stay. You know, anyways, that was a, a focus about um, there's no room for the king of kings and lord of lords. Well, what it means is that there was no room. It doesn't mean the innkeeper was mean. It means there was no rooms. So no rooms means no rooms. With this big of a deal for the census, thousands of people would have been in the city. And so everything would have been full Joseph and Mary, because of her pregnancy, probably got there on the tail end of things. uh, So there was no room because there were no rooms. So I think we can leave it at that. It says in verse 8, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Uh, It's really cool also that the good shepherd uh, appeared first to shepherds. That's pretty cool. And then also it's cool because the shepherds were um, the lowest of society. So some things about shepherds, they uh, they were not allowed to testify in court because they were known as liars who couldn't be trusted. Um, they weren't allowed to be uh, to go near the temple because um, they were said to be thieves. Um, watch your sheep because the shepherds would steal them if you weren't careful. So they were known as liars and thieves and unclean. They were gross and nasty. They smelled like sheep. And so for all of these reasons, um uh, they would not have been on the top ten list for the first group of people to be uh, to experience the birth of Christ. And yet, wow, how humbling. Uh, the King of kings and Lord of lords born in a trough, in a cave, possibly, for animals. And then the first people that uh, come into contact with him are shepherds. Wow. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. That's what happens when there's angels. People get scared. It makes sense. The angel said to them, fear not. And that's what the angels always say. People always get scared and the angels always say, don't be scared. But people are always scared. <laughs> so fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. I love that phrase. Good news of great joy. It could be great news of good joy, good news of good joy, great news of great joy. It's all the same. It's all good. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Well, hallelujah. A Savior, Christ, and Lord. Someone who will save their people from their sins. Someone who is Christ, so he is the Messiah. And he is Lord. He is master and ruler. Verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Well, there might have been a lot of babies born that week of the census. um, That time of the gathering. But it's, but it's, Pretty likely that there's only one who's lying in a feeding trough and who is wrapped in swaddling clothes and is in a cave stable or something like that. Probably the only one. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. So it's always been my belief that all the angels came for this. You say all the angels? I say all the angels. You say, you mean all the angels? I say all the angels. Do you really think there's going to be an angel who said, you know, I'm not feeling too good today. I think I'm going to sit this one out. I don't think so. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. That last phrase is hard to translate. I'm not going to jump in there, but it seems to be peace uh, is extended to those who are people of peace. Uh, And on earth peace, goodwill toward men of good favor. So God grants his peace to people who are peaceful and faithful. But the first part, the doxology, glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest heavens. Uh, in excelsis Deo, so to speak. Uh, verse 15, when the angels uh, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. There you go again, another Christmas rush, right? The second Christmas rush. And with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And they saw it. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Everyone who heard it marveled and pondered these things in their heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. And then Mary pondered these things. And so Mary uh, is pondering, the shepherds are pondering, the people are pondering, they're wondering, they're marveling. What an awesome story. If you think for just a moment, there is no other story out there. That even comes close to this, and we live in a day where there's fantastical stuff being created by uh, movie theaters. Um, well, not movie theaters, but the people who make movies, and um, all kinds of things with with smartphones and gadgets, <laughs> and uh, things at your house and electronics, and, and just so many things. It's unreal. But you know, there is no story. There's no invention. There's nothing superior to this. That the Son of God was born of a virgin, came in human flesh, lived a sinless life, died on the cross in our place and for our sins, rose on the third day, ascended after 40 days, and hallelujah, is coming again. Folks, um, I want to wish you one thing. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And, and when you think about that phrase, Merry Christmas, try to remember all that you've learned from Galatians, Matthew, and Luke. All right? I love you guys, and uh, again, Merry Christmas. You take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.